Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going to a beautiful, historic, seaside haunted hotel. Well, I have to say this is exciting because if you all have been listening to the show for a while, you know that Lisa and I love a beach destination. I'm all about the ocean. So I'm curious about this one. The water here may be a little colder because it is on an island, but it's an island off the coast of Washington State. And you know Washington has amazing seafood. I love seafood. It is my favorite type. This place honestly looks really, really cool. This is your haunted holiday at the Orcas Hotel in Orcas, Washington. Lindsay, like I said in the intro, this place is really in a beautiful location. And it's actually in a set of islands that I had never heard of before that are just off the coast of Washington State. It is part of the United States, part of the state of Washington. It's called the San Juan Islands, which is, you know, about a hundred different islands off the coast there. And one of the largest islands as part of this is called Orcas Island. Oh, I, you know, I clearly do not know my geography very well because I had no idea that there was that many islands off the coast of Washington, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a coastal town. I feel like we cover a lot of haunted locations in the state of Washington. Washington does have a lot of haunted places. They have a lot of serial killers and haunted locations. This is what I've learned. And they're they're not related, these two things. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not haunted because of the serial, at least the places we've covered so far, right, aren't haunted because of that. But I don't know, that's interesting. And, and it's a state we've never actually visited. I've never been to the Northwest. No, but I, every time we talk about the Northwest, it always comes up. It's kind of like the hidden secret that people that live there, just like in Portland, Oregon, for example, they just absolutely love it. And, you know, we're, we've got, we're beach people, but most of the time when we go to the beach, we're going to white sandy beaches, warm right. water. But I'm certainly not opposed to this because there are things like whales here. Like there's a lot of whale watching a lot of seafood, like I said, a lot of nature. It really does look very, very pretty. And this particular hotel is just right off the coast. And in fact, it is right next to a major dock for the ferry. So you're in kind of a very prime location here to be able to explore this entire island. And it's not like a flat island either. There's a lot of hiking trails and um, mountains that are pretty high that you can climb up and get just amazing views. So it's a really interesting location that I had never even considered going before. But if I am headed into the Northwest area, I'm definitely going to consider somewhere along here, especially during the summertime. I would imagine in the winter, probably not as fun, but summer, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the hotel. We talked about the island itself a little bit, 
but it is named after the island. The hotel was built in 1904, so over 100 years old, and it was kept up by the Van Morham family all the way through 1945. So about 41 years, this family were the the caretakers of this property and cared for the guests and different merchants that might be coming into town. Um, to drop off deliveries and goods. One of the well-known family members, the mother of the Van Morham family, was named Octavia. And she was really well-known for loving to cook and making amazing home-cooked meals for her guests. And I'm saying that obviously because it plays into stuff. (laughs) That's not something I would normally just call out like, she made amazing food. It's going to play into the haunting a little bit. So something to remember. Kind of unique, actually, when we talk about it. After 1945, you know, Octavia passed away. Eventually, the hotel exchanged hands numerous times. It got sold back and forth to different companies, went through a number of renovations. At one point, it was actually shut down because they said that it wasn't fire safe even because I think their fire escape was basically like a rope from the third floor. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. No. So anyways, whoever purchased it after that put in just a massive amount of money to build onto this property to create an amazing dock area for their guests to be able to go out and look over the ocean. But also, most importantly, they added a lot of bathrooms to the guest room area. Now, do all of the guest rooms have bathrooms? Honestly, it's kind of unclear from researching it. But I mean, there are bathrooms available. Critical upgrade that was made to this place. Yeah, that's that's a critical thing. I mean, we run across a lot. I mean, we cover haunted locations and typically they're historic. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, we've come across several places that each guest room in these hotels don't always have their own bathroom in these older, older places sometimes. And Ugh, that's tough. I, I, it's just not something I would want to deal with. For a haunted location, though, like if it was the right haunted place, I would put up with quite a bit. So I'd be willing to, to, to deal with it if I needed to. But gosh, it's nice to have your own, your own private uh, restroom. Definitely. Now, there's really just not a whole lot of tragedy that surrounds this place with different stories. Again, I mean, it's over 100 years old. So there's still a lot of history there, a lot of attachments to this place from people that may have owned it, people that may have stayed there. I mean, ghosts do like to vacation at places we've discovered. (laughs) So not a whole lot of crazy stuff, but I mean, it's just a really cool spot that has a lot of history that happens to be haunted. You know, I almost wonder too, you know, when we're talking about what kinds of things can cause haunting. So obviously, if there were people with connections to this place, it's over 100 years old, you know, just history in general can lead to hauntings. But, you know, if we think about like, think about the Stanley Hotel, you know, no major tragedies occurred there as far as we can tell, but there are certain elements there like limestone. I almost wonder if like the ocean or water can do something similar because, you know, if you really think about it, there's there seems to be a lot of haunted locations near the ocean that we've covered as well. 
Um, and maybe just because they're more populated, you know, the coasts tend to have more people. And so, you know, maybe there's more history there that can cause hauntings. But I don't know. I'm thinking water, ocean, maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I think there is. And actually, that's actually a pretty prevalent theory. There are plenty of places that talk about it being near a spring or something like that that could carry energy. You know, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, these towns that are little like spring water towns that Mm -hmm. erupted in the 20s during prohibition where people would go to like heal themselves for you know whatever ailment to go sit in the the hot springs or whatever and i think part of that if there's any validity to water having something to do with ghosts i think water can potentially carry energy right and and be maybe a a conductor you know actually now that you say springs even think about the Thomas House. We did an episode on that place, which is in Red Boiling Springs, Tennessee. Okay. Also look at the Elms Hotel and Spa that's in Eureka Springs. Very well known for its water. Also consider Yellowstone National Park. They have all kinds of hot like geysers. I mean, these aren't springs to go swimming in, but there is water nonetheless. I don't know. It just might. Maybe there's something there. And isn't the Crescent Hotel somewhere on a, it's in a spring? I think it is too. I, I think you're right about that. It definitely is because that crazy doctor convinced people to go to that town for That's healing right. purposes. That's right. So yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's something to the theory. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So the main person that we talked about that is tied to this location is Octavia, the former mother of the family that was running this hotel when it first operated for 40 years. And not long after she passed, people actually started to experience some pretty creepy stuff. And they say that it can be quite powerful to the point where it like has terrified people enough to 
go fleeing out of there. And not to say Octavia is mean, but it does sound like she has her moments that you might be able to piss her off a little bit. And we'll we'll talk about that. But for the most part, she seems like she's just enjoying hanging out at this place. So longtime guests who had stayed here over the years that knew Octavia, when they started staying here after she passed away, they would actually be able to smell her famous home-cooked recipes around the place. And we talk about smells a lot when it comes to ghosts, and it's usually things like perfume or cigar smoke. And in this case, it's really unique because it's recipes, and unfortunately, we're not going to be able to distinguish which recipes are coming from the cafe that is there today and which smells are coming from Octavia's old recipes. But the people that were going there back in the day, they said that they could distinguish the scent and know exactly what kind of dish it was that she used to make them. That's so interesting. I mean, huh, that's a first for us. That's that's a really cool uh, experience for someone to have. I mean, it would be, I suppose it would be interesting if you could prove that, hey, the cafe that's there today is closed. It's not, maybe it's after hours and they're done cooking and you can kind of like do a smell check, right? Make sure there's no smells going on. And then something that smells really delicious all of a sudden shows up. I mean, that's one way you might be able to say, well, maybe it's associated to Octavia, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, their cafe isn't running 24 hours a day. So you could definitely do something like that later at night. The other thing guests started to experience was the clicking of her high heels walking down the hallway. She was well known for wearing high heels. The sound of that was apparently very distinguishable. But not only that, the other reason they knew it was Octavia is because she would actually appear in apparition form around the hotel and people that had met her before were able to say that is definitely her haunting this place. That's cool. So the potential to see a full-bodied apparition. Absolutely. But she also does a lot of weird stuff. So she may appear to you as a full-bodied apparition, but she may do something like turn on a faucet, for example, they think. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's also tied to food, oddly enough, is the chef that works in the cafe over the years said, that one time they go into the kitchen and there is just a line of tortillas on the ground, like lined up. And he's like, well, that's really odd. Why would somebody take these tortillas and put them on the ground here like this? And so he pulls in like his assistant chef or whatever and is like, did you put these on the ground? And she's like, no, I put all of these on the shelf in their bags this makes no sense and as they are talking about it another bag of tortillas flies off the top shelf whoa that's so interesting why tortillas why would she want to lay those out but i mean that's interesting maybe she's trying to you know make herself known in some way but also as soon as this happened apparently they both looked at each other and go octavia must have done this (laughs) (laughs) They didn't go running off going, oh my gosh. I don't think so. I think they're just honestly so used to 
Octavia doing strange things around the property. See, that's the kind of haunting that I enjoy, right? Like you get used to it. It's not super scary, but it's interesting. You kind of take stock of, oh yeah, probably the ghost, right? Yeah. I mean, she does do something that I'm going to tell you about here in a minute that's a little creepier, but for the most part, she's very nice. (laughs) She (laughs) also loves weddings. So there's a lot of weddings at this location, a lot of events like that. And apparently sometimes she's seen like watching the bride getting ready because she's also just so excited to see the wedding. She may actually show up sometimes at the wedding itself. People will actually see her sometimes during the ceremonies that are there, which is very unique. Also, in 1985, there was a very specific incident that happened with Octavia. Apparently there was a bunch of people working there, just construction workers, maintenance workers, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden she appears out of nowhere to these people and just starts screaming and hissing at them. And they like fled the hotel. They were absolutely terrified. Yeah. I mean, it would be super scary. Screaming and hissing. Yes. That's interesting. You know, but here's the thing. This is what I think. And when you said, well, she's mostly friendly, you know, she's mostly just going about her day. But every once in a while, you know, when you made those comments, I was also thinking, the reality is that these ghosts are just people that have passed on, right? So, I mean, us as humans, we are flawed and we have our moments too. So it just makes her even that much more real to me, right? Like she's doing something maybe to get the the folks' attention in the kitchen. She, you know, there's some residual kind of things that might be there too. The smell of her food, her high heel noises, And then, shoot, maybe she just didn't want those folks in her hotel. Yeah. And maybe it's because they always say spirits react to renovations. Oh, yeah. These were maintenance workers. Maybe they were doing something that she did not want them to do to a place that she was so attached to. That's possible. Maybe they were going to make some changes. Maybe they were in the middle of making changes. But no, that's interesting. You know, I think you're right. I think she's a pretty, probably just a pretty normal normal spirit you know has her moments right just like any of us do very true now octavia typically is going to reside in room nine although she's seen everywhere in the hotel room nine is supposed to be the place where she is seen the most there was a psychic that used to go to this place all the time and something that i read that was interesting is you know how when we go to places we like to play period music from people's kind of heyday and this psychic actually says that octavia does respond to that specifically violin music and what's interesting about this psychic saying you know you should if you want to try to stir up octavia play violin music from the 20s or something that she may have listened to back then But there's also been sightings of her that have been tied to violin music. One time they say that all of a sudden they saw her apparition walking down the stairs and there just happened to be violin music playing in the background. And so they Hmm. think there could be some validity to that. So if you want to see Octavia at this place, you probably want to stay in room nine and get some violin music keyed up on your Spotify account. That's a really good tidbit. And Maybe there was violin music at some of the weddings she was at. True. So we talked about Octavia. She is obviously the 
biggest, most prevalent spirit on this location. There are some other things that do happen here that may or may not be tied to Octavia. We're honestly not sure. One that I don't think is, is a lot of people will hear the sound of a baby crying within the walls. That's that's odd, right? They don't know where it came from, but I mean, it, gosh, there could be a number of spirits here for all we know. And I mean, this was built in the early 1900s. Right. Who knows, you know, what might have happened back then. The other thing that they say is objects move on their own. There are constant silhouettes in people's peripheral vision throughout. So you just want to kind of keep an eye out for that. There are shadow figures seen. Somebody has even been looking in the mirror before and was startled to see an image of somebody standing behind them. And we're not sure if that was Octavia or just like one of these creepy shadow figures wandering around the property. Now, the other place that you want to explore in this hotel, they say a ton of activity is surrounding the top floor of the place. So up there, you will experience banging on the walls for no reason. There's going to be empty rooms where you're going to hear weird noises coming from. But also, there is like weird fog that will suddenly appear on the third floor. And this fog thing got brought up when we were talking about that lighthouse a few weeks back, like just a mm -hmm. strange fog. That was outside, so much more explainable, I think. Like weather does weird things, like you said in that episode. But this is inside a mist will appear. Yeah, that sounds a lot more potential for paranormal, right? Totally. And people will also see orbs sometimes of light, but with their bare eyes, not mm. just from like capturing it on a camera up here. So a lot of activity, but the creepiest activity is sometimes people feel the sensation of being touched, even grabbed, and sometimes like punched on this Ooh. top floor. Like punched where? Like in the face? Did they specify? Like No. There's no specifications, just people are getting hit randomly on the top floor. And <laughs> I'm, I hate to laugh at that. It's just the way you said it was funny. But I think we could rule Octavia out on this one. I think it's somebody else up there doing this. Are you sure? She like just randomly approached people and was screaming at them. Yeah, I guess you're right. She could have a dark side for all we know. Right? <laughs> Octavia's up there on the top floor abusing folks. Gosh. I, I feel like it's probably not Octavia, but I mean, it could be like, I'm not gonna, I don't know Octavia personally, like, I'm not gonna put it past her. <laughs> right. This place, Lindsay, is obviously going to be a really unique, I think, vacation destination for a lot of people. People that are already living in the Northwest may be familiar with this, this set of islands, but there's just a lot to do. If you're somebody who's a nature lover, this may be like a really neat place for you to go. I have personally always wanted to go whale watching, have never had the opportunity to do it. So this would be a great place for this. There's a lot of, I mean, it's Orcas Island. There's a lot of orcas there, killer whales. So oh. you will see those other types of whales. There are mountains and hiking trails, biking trails, 
lots of opportunities for kayaking, amazing world-class fresh seafood all over this place. Now, the Orcas Hotel also does have a cafe called Octavia's Cafe, and they have a kind of unique menu, so lots of good stuff listed. They have a Taco Tuesday, so they have specials every day. Taco Tuesday sounds pretty good. They have all kinds of different drinks. It looks really quaint. One of the drinks that stuck out to me was what is called the Bloody Octavia, because you know how I love a Bloody Mary. Mm. And I think this is their take on that. Oh, that's so interesting. I love that it's Octavia's Cafe, though. Totally. Yeah. So it's it's like a cute, unique little spot with things like hot chocolate. And I mean, it looks nice. Now, the rooms, however, are a little bit dated. So not terrible, but it's also is not going to have, if you're used to going to like one of the newer hotels, like the white linens with the really comfortable bedding and stuff like that. This is what a lot of these older historic hotels look like with, you know, different bedspreads in each room that Mm -hmm. are all sorts of different colors. It looks very, I don't know, 80s, 90s esque. A little more eclectic. Yeah, yeah. But there's also not junk laying around everywhere either. So it's nice in that regard. I did read a report, but I was not able to validate this on their website. Usually if we talked about the bathroom situation, somebody on an article that I had read had mentioned that they were sharing a bathroom with other rooms on the floor. However, when I look at the website, I didn't see that. And usually when that's the case, it's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. So I'm honestly not sure maybe there's been updates, you know, since that happened, um, whether or not you're going to get your own bathroom. So something to consider if you're booking this place and that's something that's really critical for you, like Miss Lindsay here that just has to have her own bathroom, might want to give him a call before you you book that to confirm. Right. Now, I will say, though, if I was if I was booking this place. You know, I'd be calling him and asking him to book num- room number nine. And I mean, I would ask, like, is this going to include your own private bathroom or is it shared? And if it was shared, I mean, I might just, you know, bite the bullet and stay in room nine because, I mean, gosh, I want to have an encounter. I want to meet Octavia. Totally. And I have a feeling they're not, honestly. I-, I have a feeling they're not just based on the website, but... The other thing is when you book a room here, it looks like it has a two night minimum that you need to actually book. So it's not like a place where you're able to just book one night and have your experience and see you later. Because during peak season, like in the summer months, it can actually be kind of difficult to get a room at this place from my understanding and and just kind of looking at what was available. The lowest dollar amount that I saw for two nights, not one, is approximately $400. And it looked like most of the rooms were around that amount. So if you think about it, it's approximately a couple hundred dollars a night to be able to stay at this hotel. Granted, it's a little bit dated, but the location is prime and there is a lot of activity here. In fact, a lot of places have said this is one of the most haunted seaside hotels in the country. 
Okay, so that sounds cool. I mean, it is a little bit pricey as far as hotels are concerned, but it sounds like a like a kind of a vacation destination type of place, which which is fairly typical. How do you get to the island? Like, can you drive to this location, or do you have to take a ferry? I think you have to take a ferry. Okay. So you got to factor that that potential in as well. I wonder if you could take your car on the ferry with you. I don't know. That's an interesting question. All right. Well, this place sounds great. We got a great email from a listener named Cammy that sent us quite a bit of information around the weather. We brought this up multiple times in the show um, because we've noticed that some of these hotels and locations don't have air conditioning up in Washington State, in Oregon area. And we were always like, gosh, you know, that sounds awful. You know, we're used to being in, in um, kind of warmer climates. So it sounds like, based on our listener, Cammy, you know, who sent a lot of good information, that it is actually pretty temperate and air conditioning is not needed. So if you do run across a hotel up in the area where like the Orcas Hotel is located, no need to worry. It sounds like it's going to be plenty cool and it, it's not necessary even in the summertime, which is fantastic. And Cammy also provided us a bunch of different great recommendations for the Northwest region of the United States. So kind of saving those, I'm not going to read them all to you, but thank you so much, Cammy, for your email and your great information since we've had questions about this in the past, about the Pacific Northwest. Um, if you all are interested in sending us an email, go to yourhauntedholiday.com, hit contact us and uh, send us an email. You can send us a recommendation for an episode. You can send us a ghost story interesting tips like travel information and advice like cammy did in this situation we love hearing from you click that link all right if you are enjoying the show spread the word we love um, getting more listeners also make sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review we, we enjoy reading them have a great week thanks for listening stay safe and healthy everybody